Last time on Syndicated Pipe Club. Well, that was a really fun episode. Uh, really enjoyed uh, recording that. So uh, I guess are we on for next week, uh, November 17th? Yep, yep, November 17th. Uh, that's, uh, that's when the next episode will be out. We will absolutely 100% get that episode out on time. Absolutely. Well... I will look forward to seeing you then and uh, hopefully no gaps whatsoever uh, with that. Yes, absolutely. And as always, everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Good smokes, great entertainment, and we will see you next week. Chat with you later. Eleven weeks later. Hey everybody, Dave here. How y'all doing tonight, tomorrow, yesterday afternoon, the second Tuesday of three weeks ago. Syndicated Pipe Club time once again. And we really missed that November 17th episode date by quite a bit. That we did. Shall we uh, discuss what we've missed? What we've, uh, uh, what, uh, has happened uh, in between seasons. Lots. Lots of sick. That's what happened. Mostly. Lots of sick and Christmas and New Year's. That's all that's happened. There's a and lot American of American Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, that's true. Your Thanksgiving happened in between there. But I think of that as part of Christmas. I should have known. My grandmother's American. I should have known. Yeah. No, it's... uh. No, because I, I remember yours is in October, like mid-October, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like first or second week, depending on the year. It's, it's Our holidays are stupid sometimes. I like yours mm. better because Thanksgiving, it always falls on a certain Thursday. The date, sure, the date, like the number changes, but it's always the last Thursday of November. Yeah, no, I like... Um... I, I much prefer that too. I, I feel the same way about things like Easter, where like I, I have to like check the calendar, like when it's about March, is like, is it this month or uh, is it next month? I mean, you know, there's you know, Fat Tuesday that always you know precedes it uh, in letting you know that it you know it's coming soon. But uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, uh yeah, fun what times. A, fun times. Yeah. Although uh, it, it's weird, too, because it's not like we haven't seen each other. Uh, yes, this in is true. Them. This is true. We've been seeing each other almost weekly in between this time. Minus a week here or there. But uh, yes, uh, with our, uh, our D&D game. But before we get too far into talking about what's been going on and all that good stuff that comes along with running a podcast, especially running a pipe smoking slash TV talking podcast, what are you smoking tonight, Greg? Uh, tonight I am smoking uh, uh, Gowth and Hargarth's uh, Kendall Cream Flake in my Joby billiard that I bought specifically to smoke Lakelands in. I chose this one because uh, 
think yesterday or the day before I was uh, chatting with a friend on Twitter. Uh, I think it's Yopol or forget his the full way of saying his name, but uh, I, I had mentioned that uh, I picked up a pipe. I, I think I wrote a uh, little tribute to Lakeland uh, pipe tobacco on, uh, on Twitter and uh, we got to talking about it and uh, uh brought up this pipe and he wanted to see a picture of it. So I took a picture of it and I was like, you know what? I'll uh, go ahead and uh, smoke it with a, uh, with a Lakeland uh, since I have it out already. Uh, lovely, lovely blend. How about you? Well, I am smoking for those of you who can't see the jar I'm about to hold up, but those of you who are watching the video can. Some frog Morton on the bayou, even though that's the regular Frog Morton picture, it's just the the band I had left. Right. But it's this is the on the bayou with the the perique and all that good stuff in it. That was my favorite version. Mine too. And it's uh, I've still got about three and a half ounces left to go on it, so I've still got plenty. And in it, I'm smoking it in this. Do you recognize it? Well, I've seen that pipe before, but somewhere. It's almost as if I had owned it at some point. Yeah, it's because it's one of the pipes that I traded you for. What? It's just a little cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, uh, it looks nice. You, you obviously did a better job cleaning it than I did, so... I didn't have much to do. I mean, yeah, the oxidation on the stem was horrible. That took the most time. Like, yeah. the pipe itself, like, the, 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 the shank here and the bowl were pretty good. It just uh, needed, just needed a, just to bring the color back up, just needed a couple uh, hits with some mineral oil and. Nice. Just uh, some silver polish for the band that they put on it to, to fix, to help fix the crack in the, in the shank there near the end. Yeah. Whoever that was, but the oxidation on this bit was horrid. Like, there's still some there. Like, I never take it all off. Yeah. But. Yeah, that can be, that's a real challenge with my, I find that my Sabinelli's tend to really oxidize. Um, they're, they're great pipes otherwise, but uh, they all tend to have oxidation uh I agree. I, every Savinelli that I've had, and this this one here that I got from you is the third one. All the bits, every single one of them. I I, I don't know what what they do to them, but comes in brown, 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 and you have to put in a lot of work to get it down to black, 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 or right. at the very least clean enough that you can't taste the bitterness off of the oxidation. But I, I did yeah. still leave some. There are little bits around the edge of the, the button and that are still like got some brown to it. But as I've said before, I like to leave a little bit of the history of the pipe intact if I can. Yeah. And you know, it's not like you're uh, selling that or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing it for show or whatever. So, uh, I mean, it, it's just meticulous to try to get it around the, the button anyway. 
Oh yeah, like the way I figured, I'm at least the third owner of this pipe. Like I have no idea how many people yeah. had it before you did, so I'm assuming at least one. I so. think I only smoked it twice. I wasn't a fan of the stem, and so that's why I just uh, never. You know, it was actually it wasn't that expensive of a pipe to, to that I to pick up. And actually, um, when I bought it, I bought it uh, uh, off of eBay while I was in the airport uh, coming back from uh, Ireland the, the last time I went there in 2019. So that was well within um, while we were doing uh, the flash cast, uh, you know, out of the speed force. Yeah. Good times. You know, yeah. I, st- I still haven't watched the season eight five episode premiere yet for them yeah it's on my it's on my watch list it's also backing up my podcast feed because i keep having to move the flash tv talk episodes back because i haven't watched those episodes of the flash yet so i can't listen to those episodes of the podcast yet so it's causing a backup (laughs) yeah i know it's supposed to be like a crossover of some sort well, it, it it is like the crossover event for the season, but it's not a crossover event per se. Um, it's one of those things where episode stars from like other uh, Arrowverse shows are going to be there. Um, I think uh, not Supergirl herself, but her sister Danvers is going to be in there. Can't remember the characters' names. Alex. Yeah, Alex Danvers. That's it. I was going to say the lesbian one, but that might have been a little insensitive. Well, I mean, that's... that's it's uh, still true, but it's, I'm just it's not essentially sure. Her, it's essentially her character trait. So, uh, but, you know, she's a CW character, so, you know, there's a, a high amount of them. So, uh, I think Black Lightning uh, was making an appearance. Um, I think Diggle was supposed to be in. Couple, uh, couple of people from Arrow. Um, couple, pe- couple other people from Supergirl. Couple people from somewhere else. The Flash characters, Legends. of course. Yeah, that's it. Legends. Uh, I enjoyed that show. But yeah, no, I just haven't I haven't got around to watching it. I've started a couple of other things, and plus with the book of Boba Fett being on right now, um, that is taking up some TV watching time since I have to do Star Wars TV talk on that. So yeah, I got things I got to balance. <clears throat> Definitely, I hear you. Plus, you you know, the YouTube stuff that I do. Plus, oh yeah, I might as well bring this up too. A brief return of Maple City Pipecast. By brief, what? I mean we're talking 26 episodes tops, unless, you know, they really take off again. I'm going to try to hit the 300. You know, close it out properly with 300 episodes. I was, only I, 20, I was only 26 episodes away from that when I stopped. That's a good number. Speaking of, let's see, uh, for me, like, uh, I haven't really been watching too much other than, um, 
some uh, Great British Baking Show off of uh, Netflix, which, uh, you know, it's one of my, uh, you know, I, I am a sucker for some competition reality TV stuff. And uh, that one is one of my, uh, one of the shows I enjoy watching just because it's, uh, you know, the meanest comments uh, that uh, <laughs> they get on that show is, uh, it's a little bit underbaked or, you know, it's, it's raw. But it's all very nice, and uh, the, the, the contestants look very upset. But, uh, you know, compared to what they do on American shows where it's like, this is garbage. I'm throwing this in the trash in front of your face kind of stuff. It's a Yeah, this nice, isn't one uh, of Gordon Ramsay's shows, that's for sure. Well, that, and then I, I also like Top Chef. And for they've improved from this, but there was a while where it I really got tired of just how uh, just uh, mean the judges could be or just uh, ruthless. And it's just like, well, I mean, maybe if you didn't have them cooking all night and let them actually have a little bit of a rest, you know, they would cook better. Uh, so, and they've improved from that. But um, besides that, I have seen um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't which, talk about uh, it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, I won't. Uh, I won't bring up any spoilers other than to say, I'm very, very happy with it, and it's uh, one of my new favorite Marvel movies. Definitely in the top three. Um, okay, that says something. I right think. There. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I think I like Shazam better, but that's because Shazam was a lot about. Uh, just being a kid and loving everything about superheroes and being obsessed with them. And then, you know, having that um, Tom Hanks big moment where you become, right. that, you know, said superhero, um, which, uh, and that was a movie that I had been kind of wanting for years. And it, it was just so, uh, it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, but uh, so I think that might be my favorite superhero film, but man, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a uh, is a great one. I, yeah, I won't do any spoilers other than they even. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the character Ned Leeds, uh, his friend. That's kind of like his sidekick. Um, uh, the, for the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man character, mm. he, I've always kind of found him a bit annoying. But I felt like everyone in the movie really put on their A game. And uh, there were no weak characters or characters that I wished would accidentally fall out down a well and never be seen for the rest of the film. Ah, um, okay. So, uh, yeah, it is. You, I know some people that I, I know, you know, they thought that it was just okay. But I think in general, most people will be really happy with this film. I think you'll greatly enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to have to wait till it gets on Netflix or whatever streaming service ends up carrying it over here. Sure. Cuz I know the the I know those particular Spider-Man movies are Sony based even though Marvel characters like can make appearances in them like like Iron Man did in in the first two. Yeah. So, I know Sony owns it, it's just a matter of where Sony's going to put it. Right. And I'll be really pissed if they put it someplace I can't get it. We're starting our own streaming service. No. That would be f 
Frick you, Spider-Man. I'm done. You're my favorite superhero, but I can't watch your movies anymore. I've got too many streaming services as it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I kind of, I almost want to see that movie again in theaters just because I enjoyed it so much. Um, I've only really done that with like a, a couple of movies my my whole life, which uh, Aquaman was one of them. So, uh, and I like I I do like that film a lot, uh, just because it did so many different things uh, compared to most superhero films. But uh, uh, no, it, I would definitely jump a, a chance to see it again. High praise, then high praise. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, let's see. So I've run down everything that I've been watching and doing recently and spending a lot of time on Minecraft and, you know, doing the Batcraft stuff with mm-hmm. the other people who do that. Sorry, guys. I'm adjusting my mic at the same time as I'm trying to talk here because I can't quite get it into the right position I want it in. I had it in a good place, but I had to move it for this because kids and I'm not quite happy with where it's sitting on my, you know, it's it's a pick up, it's an audio pickup thing. I just want to make sure I'm getting the right sound in there for everybody. The problem is now I can't see over to where I need to see on the other screen. Right. When you're limited to a small space, and your space is even smaller than mine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I-, I hear you. Uh, I feel bi- we're going to have to try to figure out something to do with my son because uh, we set up um, a-, a big playpen for him in the living room that uh, you can kind of break down and put away and stuff. and call it baby jail mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh he milo is not a fan if i'm in there he's, he's okay he's with not it. a fan of baby jail Mm-mm. i'm surprised <laughs> no i'm not not at all no and he is now at the stage where uh Okay, like, so there was one week uh, in, like, at the end of October before I hopped into the D&D game when we were chatting on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I believe, like, at some point I look over and Milo had managed to sit up for, the first, like, one of the first times. I think I remember this, yeah. Since then, he has gone from that to army crawling to crawling, and that crawling has, uh, the way that I described it, uh, to friends on Facebook, it went from Night of the Living Dead to 28 Days Later, uh, how fast he can crawl. So, uh, and one, and he wants you to chase him. Oh, of course uh, he does. Right. I'm lucky with Elizabeth. But, She's got three brothers. They can chase her all she wants. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, uh, yeah, because we're gonna have to we're trying to find something for him to do because he is just going to get uh, go like crazy this winter uh, with uh, so little to do. Like 
it's nice to have the TV, but uh, I can tell too that like he gets sick of TV time and wants to do stuff. And uh, I think we we found a place that we can take him, but he's kind of limited in what he can do for like activities there. It's kind of like a oh I see kids yeah like a kids play area kind of thing, but uh, and sensory touch kind of stuff. But uh, until he's potty trained, there's uh, yeah that's a big so thing. Much. There's only so much you can do with a uh, with a kid that's got to wear a diaper. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, too, just going out to a place that's a bit more wide open where he's able to crawl around and I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, him accidentally, like, uh, putting uh, an iPhone charger in his mouth or or, or something. Like, uh, we're, you know, like, (laughs) one, one time he got into the bathroom, found the pet water dish. And it's like a, a tank kind of thing, like a where it's like a a bowl with a reservoir that's on top, and he had just picked it up and was like shaking it. Okay, and, yeah, like, yeah, I can see dumping this is the going water on. off and yeah. just laughing and splashing his uh, legs in, in the puddle of water that had accumulated. And it's just like, oh, you're like, of course, of course, yeah. Well, he he likes water. He likes All kids water. do. I mean, yeah. We let our we let our kids take longer baths because, well, what 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 else are we gonna do? It's winter. We can't just you know send them outside, and they love going to the splash pad and the pool and all that stuff. So it's all closed yeah. right now. No. Um. So for, for Christmas, did you uh, get anything pipe related? No. Christmas was not kind to me in the pipe relation. It was not kind to me at all in certain Mm. aspects because my wife and I combined our Christmas money to buy a new bed. Now, now, don't get me wrong. It's better than sleeping on a mattress on the floor. But we now have a canopy bed. So in order to go to bed, I have to open curtains. Or to get out of bed, I have to open curtains. <laughs> I felt claustrophobic sleeping in a queen-size bed before. Now I'm surrounded like I'm in not even an 8 by 10 cell. That makes it difficult. Anyway, yes. That is what Christmas was for me, for the most gotcha. part. I mean, pipe-wise, pipe 2021 was not good to me at all. I bought one pipe and only got tobacco because it came as part of the package. I bought the Tiberius from Missouri Meerschaum. Because well, put the name Tiberius on something and pull and send an email to a Trekkie. They're gonna buy it. But at the same time, 2020 was really good to me in the pipe pipe related area. So 
you know, give or take. Yeah. I hear you. I, it was that way for me with uh, video games. Uh, 2020 was a bad year for me for video games because I was saving up for my bagpipe. Uh, 2021, I made up for it. Thanks to a lot of uh, sales and uh, deals. Uh, this time um, for Christmas, I, I picked up, uh, I, it was kind of like a, a restock. Picked up a lot of, um, about, um, it's probably the most I've picked up for one blend in one order. I got 16 ounces worth of uh, Old Joe Krantz. Oh, yeah. And then okay. eight ounces of um, the white version of it, which is a bit more burly based. Um, picked up, and then um, I actually picked up eight ounces of, because uh, it was like a uh, 15% off or 20% off uh, Cornell and Deal bulk uh, sale. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, uh, I'm I'm definitely jumping on this, and uh, so I picked up. Uh, actually, picked up two blends: uh, one an eight ounce version, one a two ounce version. I uh, picked up an eight ounce version of Pegasus, which uh, I've heard a lot about, and uh, I've been pretty happy with. And then, um, just picked up two ounces of uh, Bailey's Front Porch. Uh, Picked up eight ounces of uh, Engine 99, which is a nice smoky English that I've had before. And uh, also picked up, eight, you know, did a couple restocks with tins and then uh, picked up a, one of their uh, Christmas uh, flakes, uh, Hearthside. Nice. Yeah. Well... I think something's going to come down the pipe, pun intended, uh, this year because, well, my birthday's coming up, and my birthday happens to fall, you know, a week before International Pipe Smoking Day. Mm -hmm. Lots of good sales in February for pipe tobacco, and I'm going to have some money. So, we can talk about pipe stuff pipe related stuff then because I will have something to talk about because I need to pick up a couple things Um, it's not so much a restock but I'm I'm just up I'm just a little annoyed because 2021 was the year I was supposed to pick up another two ounces just to keep my stock the way I like it of uh, Stokeby's uh, Luxury Bullseye Flake because mm-hmm. I, I buy two ounces every two years, and 2021 was the year I was supposed to buy, and I missed it. So I need to do that in February for sure. Get a couple ounces of that because I, I like Perique. I like to blend, mm-hmm. but I don't smoke it often. And two ounces usually lasts me about two years and gives a good age, a good age on the tobacco and whatnot. So. So that was supposed to be the year to get the two ounces that would be ready in four years. But, eh, I will just have to wait. Because, honestly, 
I still have the 2019 tobacco, so it's not that important that I hit it right on the nose, but I want to get close. So early 2022, that's close enough to 2021. Yeah. And then I make damn good and sure that if I get no other tobacco in 2023, I get two ounces of luxury bulls I flake sometime that year. Right. Well, that's a good blend. And it's a, a nice one to, to jar up and, uh, and store. Hoping this year for uh, my birthday to pick up a pipe. Uh, We'll see. Let's see. So, yeah, as alluded to earlier, and and was alluded to in a couple of episodes prior to this in late October, early November, we were then preparing for our mostly online D&D game run by my friend Bruce, who comes to my place yeah. and does the DMing. It's all homebrew, if you know what that means. If you don't, Bruce just makes it up as he goes along, basically. It uses the Wizards of the Coast dungeon uh, and dragons books and stuff, and the monsters are, are from there. And But the story is all original. Yeah. It's been pretty fun so far. Yeah, we're all sitting at about level six, and mm-hmm. uh, whether it be one class or multi. Um, but yeah, like we're just getting to the point where it's going to start getting really interesting because between about level five to, from what I understand, till about level ten, according to Bruce, is where D and D gets really fun. Yeah, like I feel like um, we're at the point now where we're really starting to kind of we're able to really do stuff with our characters. But at the same time, the the enemies get stronger too. Oh, for sure. But yeah, we're we're sitting at a point yeah. where we're 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 getting quite we're getting some good characters going on. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, no, I, um, we've been very fortunate the past couple of battles where we've had things go our way, um, that could have gone really wrong had things not happened in each one. Um, so I, I don't, uh, like, I try not to sound like cocky, like it, in when, when we're doing that stuff, because I know it, uh, you know, I, I try to keep it myself humble like whenever we're there because I, I never want to act like uh, oh, this is easier or, or whatever because I know that uh, all it takes is a one bad encounter to bring everything crashing to the ground oh yeah yeah Bruce and I both thought your your character was dying there when it got separated from the party yes uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my uh, so I, I guess do we want to talk about our characters really quick first. Sure. Um, so I'm yeah. So I'm playing a uh, dragonborn oath of ancients paladin, 
by the name of uh, Griff uh, Cadigan. And uh, he's, a, he's a gold dragonborn, uh, so he breathes fire and uh, is basically, yeah, basically a walking, talking dragon person um, dressed in armor and, and everything. And uh, he's been... He's been a lot of fun to play because I, I really like, uh, like when I play D&D style games like RPGs, I tend to like uh, night classes or, uh, you know, the armored classes that can cast a bit of magic. And uh, he, yeah, he's a very, uh, you know, high charisma, chivalrous uh, knight. I didn't go into it intending to uh have him kind of be like i wouldn't say he's necessarily like uh the leader or anything but i i definitely with his stats and stuff we have him kind of as like the face of the party where if uh, anyone you know someone talks to the party uh, with his high charisma uh it's uh pretty advantageous to have him kind of if we haven't really had much of that though but uh so that, at least that's the kind of the way that I've kind of seen things so far. But he'll he'll handle all the diplomacy. You know, he's very uh, the way that I envision him. He's very, uh, you know, charismatic and, and charming with his friends. But uh, when you get into battle with him, it's uh, he turns and you know does his best to intimidate uh, enemies and uh, get them to you know go after him. Yep. And then there's my characters. Plural. I play two. One is a wizard druid multi-class named Darvin Evenwood. He's half elf. Half wood elf specifically. And half human, I guess. It never it never really says. So I, I'm figuring that's the most likely. But uh, he started. I started him out as a wizard, and I didn't like the way the wizard was going. Never played a wizard before. I used to play, you know, D&D style games, you know, years ago, and I thought starting out with a wizard would be the way to go because I typically go druid. And I thought, okay, do the spell casting, get the wizard going, and I started reading stuff on the class, and I'm going, hmm, we've got some glass cannon issues here. So, instead of going all wizard, I picked up druid because I needed to get some armor, and now I wish I'd done fighter first instead because I could have got the same stuff from fighter. And since I went with a blade singer wizard, which means he's into he's into the fighting anyway, the fighter would have been a better way to go. But it's still fun. Some of the things the druid, the couple of the, from the couple of levels of druid that I have on the character, you know, being able to call a fire elemental whenever I want and do fire related things. So they took the circle of fi wildfire. So for the druid aspect, it, it works out nice. But I plan on taking one more dip into a different class before I go the rest of the way down the wizard path and getting him that fighter level. Because he's still... My wizard is just squishy. He's not got a big armor class and whatnot. So 
I'm going to take on him on his next level up to level seven. He's going to take one level in fighter because then I can choose a fighting style for him. And I'm going to take the defensive fighting style because what that does, as long as you're wearing armor of any kind, that gets you an additional one plus one to your armor class. So it'll automatically go up by one. So that will get him up to around 15 or 16, I think, naturally, with armor. Yeah, which will, uh, yeah, which is very nice. Yeah. And then there's my other character, who is also a spellcaster. My tiefling warlock sorcerer named Mordan, who looks like the devil, has bat wings, doesn't cast a shadow... And is basically, for all intents and purposes, a vampire that can walk in the daylight. Just because. Yeah. I mean, just because. And it's, to me, it's just, it's just great that he's a tiefling that is a sorcerer, mainly a sorcerer or a sorcerer warlock. Because of all the spellcasters, the ones, the ones that get the worst... Uh, reputation, I guess, are the warlocks and the sorcerers. Because of the type of magic they use. Right, right. Yeah, wizards, they learn their magic. Sorcerers are born with magic. And uh, warlocks make deals for magic. My guy's just stealing his sort of warlock magic from Cthulhu, by the way. That's the backstory. <laughs> Cthulhu's not even aware of him. But he's not going any higher than level two mm-hmm. in so Warlock. So, now Bruce and I already worked it out. Cthulhu is never going to ever know about this guy. Yeah, but he's going to supply <laughs> the power. Say, are you doing the um, the Office Space uh, Superman? Uh, was it two or three thing where uh, the the plan was that uh, they were going to siphon money from the company, but it was only like a certain percent to remain like completely unnoticeable and. They accidentally do the do a wrong decimal point, and uh, it uh, causes like a, a big issue. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing anything like that. Like otherwise, you know, we'd all be dead. I, yeah, I, I don't care how how amped up the rest <laughs> of the party is. We'd all be dead if Cthulhu shows up. Oh, for sure. I mean, well, uh, that that I think it was either the first or the second time out we were playing D and like a mind flayer showed up i was just like oh this is this is bad and then uh, a couple you know encounters later uh bruce is describing something and I'm just like wait it's a floating ball with multiple arms uh ice stocks like uh oh like is this a beholder <laughs> thankfully it was like one of the minor ones but uh yeah no i that's a that's one of the things that like uh, I'm always trying to stay like making sure that oh, I don't I sound overconfident or cocky. Um, well, if you recall in that, in that particular game, I'm sitting here going, shit, I know what this is, but I don't know what this is. And it wasn't because I was thinking it was a beholder. I knew what it was, but I'm sitting going, Oh, I can't say anything. I know what this is, but I don't know what this is. But yeah, like the the thing with with the with the Mordan character, it's it's how he gets his sorcerer abilities that 
that uh, really put a fine point on the character for me and make him makes him really amusing for me. Instead of wild magic, like a lot of sorcerers have, he has draconic magic. Mm-hmm. He's got draconic lineage, also a red dragon, so a fire-breathing dragon at some, at some point is where he's getting his power from and, and ancestrally. So he's got, you know, dragon scales on him, and he's got a natural, a natural 18 armor class. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. He definitely uh, does better than the Paladin uh, in, in that regard. Well, Garrett, our cleric, ferocious character, he's walking around with armor on and is at an 18. Yeah. I'm walking around, my character's walking around in my skin at an 18. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I had a stupid high dex roll. When I started the when I rolled the character up, I mean, I hit seventeen or eighteen or something like that, and I got a plus on the on the thing. Yeah, I hit. I rolled seventeen and put it in dex because I knew how I wanted the character to build, but didn't realize when I did that at the time that the tiefling got a plus two in dexterity just naturally. So when I made the character, he had a natural nineteen, and when I leveled it, when I got the got the ability score modifier when I hit level 4 sorcerer. So I'm going, well, I'm making that 20. So he's, he's got a 20 dex. So his, Which is amazing. And the way the, the, the way the dragon thing works is it's your, your 10 plus your full dexterity score plus something else bring, makes it 18. Or makes makes it eight. It makes it eighteen. I mean, there's. I've been playing around. There's literally no armor I can put on this guy that doesn't lower his armor class. So, so I'm sitting going, how can I make this a little just a little bit tougher to hit? And I figured it out. Like, sure, he's got the he's got the he's got the shield spell that bumps him up when he gets hit by an attack for a turn. But on the next level up, I'm going to also take Fighter for Mordan as well. Because yeah. that will give him a proficiency with light armor, medium armor, and shields. Shields is the thing that we're looking at there. Because shield is plus two to armor class. As long as he's wearing a shield and he's not a dual wield fighter. So he's wearing a shield and using his dagger, plus one dagger or whatever, or he's got a shield. He's armor class 20 with the shield. That's how I'm going to get him up a little bit higher on the next nice. level up. I haven't figured out what uh, what fighting style he's going to take yet. But since I can't really put armor on, there's no sen- armor on him. There's no sense putting the... Uh, defense one on him because he won't get the plus one to armor class for wearing the armor. Yeah. And if he does get it, I've done this medium armor with that proficiency stuff brings him to 18. I, I'd, I'd have to put heavy armor on him 
Yeah. And then it would just ruin everything. So for now, he's going to walk around in, in his in his regular clothes and, and a shield once, I get, once we get there. Yeah, no, you have uh, you have them pretty uh, pretty mapped out uh, fairly well. Which, uh, like, I've I've thought about possibly multi-classing uh, Griff a, a bit. It, it's tough because, like, on one hand, like, if we do make it to like to where our characters get to level twenty, um, in you know this uh, campaign and everything, like. Uh, like he'll have some really neat abilities if he if he sticks around. Like um, there's one where he'll be able to. Like, it's called like uh, tree tree walking, where essentially you <laughs> can teleport from tree to tree. You, know, you travel through trees like just naturally. Which uh, yeah, that's what Bruce has been making yeah. the druid. Yeah, yeah. The, the higher level druids do for us. They've been transporting us through trees to get to where we need to be. Right, but he'll be able to uh, just do this, like, just in, in battle and everything, which, you know, won't help if we're in the middle of a dungeon, but... Uh, well, yeah, but if we're has... in a forest encounter, sure, he can pop into this tree and pop out over there. Right. So that'll uh, that'll be fun. Um, but I, like, contemplated, which I've mentioned before to you about, uh, you know, I've looked into Bard a bit, Um it would be like it would be fun to do that, uh, like doing either like the College of Swords or uh, doing uh, something like that, uh, something more you know battle related. Um, either that, or I've heard that uh, um, doing like a uh, divine soul sorcerer mixed with a paladin it can be pretty nice too. Uh, it's it's tough though. Because, like, I'm trying to think of party dynamics, and you know, we have two heavy spellcasters, um, one, you know, pretty, you know, spellcaster focused, but it's more like defensive and healing. Um, and then we have Fliss, our fighter, who is basically uh, a chain, a walking chainsaw in, in encounters. Uh, and so, with Griff, I, I feel like he doesn't necessarily excel at anything like as the best, but like as what he's more of kind of like just overall a, a well-rounded kind of uh, fighter. Um, and so, you know, mainly working on physical, uh, physical kind of like encounters with a, a little bit of healing, um, which yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily want to to uh mess around with that i feel like it would be nice to have one more character in the party that would it would be like uh could fit in more of like a ranged combatant i know like the warlock has uh eldritch blast and uh, uh, everything uh but uh like that dragon counter that we had um in this last battle with the draco lich uh, it was pretty tough because uh, uh, you know he was uh, you know flying around a lot, so that really limited in what I could do uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know battle. <laughs> I didn't want to just you know stand there and just uh, 
you know, way to way to be attacked. And so, so I had to figure out something to do with them, which is why I'm thinking about uh, just getting him, picking up a bow to have for uh, ranged uh, stuff. But uh, I think having either like a, like a ranger on the party would be pretty nice just to kind of help out with uh, the ranged kind of uh, battle kind of stuff. Hmm. Maybe, but a fighter can also go ranged as well. Right. No, and that's true. Well, there's there's some cool... Um, I was thinking that because I know, like, rangers considered to be more one of, like, the weaker classes. But uh, I know uh, I was looking a little bit in, into the Gloomstalker uh, ranger, and they're, uh, they're pretty effective. Uh, so, but yeah, either, like, a ranger or a ranger fighter fighter that uses bows might be might be good too but it's not like uh like we overall like i'm very happy with kind of like our party dynamic for the most part like uh, we haven't really been in a situation where like i feel like man like we barely scraped by that one yeah well that's because bruce keeps lowering the attacks oh, oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's like there's definitely been some moments of uh, where like I felt. Oh, like, don't get don't like get we me wrong. Dodged. Like you got in the, that battle with the knight there, the, the evil knight there, and you almost died three times. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, that was that was a tough one. You know, being sent to the shadow realm for uh, for a duel was uh, <laughs> definitely like when I when I failed that. Uh, I think a wisdom save uh, for that to happen. I was just first one that happened. I was just like, uh oh. Uh, that's not good. And I was like, at, at first, I thought it was going to it was going to be some like uh, I know one of the paladin abilities that are out there is um, compelled duel, where uh, your character basically is focused on or like whoever it has it uh, put on them can only attack uh, the person that uh, casts that. Um, where. Uh, and that was kind of like that, except it was just kind of like it. We're, we're going to do this, except we're going, we're going to go to a different dimension for this battle. Um, so yeah, if I didn't have uh, my lay on hands ability, I think uh, you know I, I wouldn't have been able to get out of that. Uh, well, that and uh, the my magic uh, axe that he gave me at the start of uh, that campaign uh, that uh, that day. Uh, both really saved me with that. Uh, and definitely, of all the characters, definitely Griff has probably come the closest to dying out of everybody, I think. Because I think it was, it was the second time uh, that we were out there. Like, I, I was actually rolling death saves because he was like, because uh, he had hit zero. So um, I, I think right now, like, he's definitely probably, depending on what we face, probably maybe the most in danger of dying uh, just uh, because of the, his style he is and everything. Um, yeah, it's possible. But yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we also had, uh, we were really fortunate to get that uh, mage killed the other week. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We have stymied our, uh, the, the, the people who are, are doing the players in this, in this group have stymied the uh, the dungeon master because we've 
We keep killing off his recurring characters because Pac was supposed to be a recurring, the mage Greg's referencing, it was, supposed, it was supposed to be a recurring character. And then, okay, we killed him. So another character became the recurring character and we killed that character just before we killed the Dracolich, which I don't think was supposed to be a recurring character, but still. Bruce's idea was he thought he was going to get most of the party down to, uh, you know, like he was gonna, he thought he was going to have at least two people making death saving throws in that last in last week's game. But yeah, yeah, uh, a couple of people got some some really some drain on life points. And half my characters didn't even get touched. And the one that did didn't even make it past the temporary hit points that he was given. So uh, with the with the Draco Lich battle? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, uh... It came down to, like, I, I made that saving throw on the Breathlet weapons that took half the damage, and it didn't even touch, cut into all the hit points, so I never even got close to either of my characters. Uh, Darvin didn't even get, didn't even get hit. It was just you and, and Guard that kept getting hit, and... Fliss, oh my god, she's got that nat, she's got that natural armor, like, mm -hmm. class, similar to to Mordan because she's a dwarf so she's made up different yeah and then she has that uh, sword the, the sun sword oh god he should never have given her that sword well I mean there are ways to uh, um, he, he keeps going like, she's just a she's, she's just a, a tank and she's going you broke her when you gave that sword to her yeah, because I no, mean, she um, uses that that sun sword spell and kills like a billion things in one move. Yeah, it's tough because like there's things that I wish I could bring up uh, to the to the dungeon master, but on one hand, I'm scared because I don't want to give him things of like ways that I would try to tweak things. Uh, yeah, no, don't because I, I already know what Bruce is going to do. The next time he puts us up against something big, he's using the full stats where. Not getting, he made that decision after the Dracolich didn't do what it was supposed to. He was, these guys are low level, but they're powerful, so it's yeah. time just to throw it at them and see what happens. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I I mess around with the D and D beyond, uh, you know, trying to come up with like a, a new a character on the side just to be on the safe side. Of uh, you know, but uh, uh, I mean, like I said, there's two things that I would say. One, I it would be I, I wish we had a chance to do some more kind of like um, and I th I think it's difficult to do with just the campaign that we're in, but it would be interesting to do this kind of more like interacting with like other characters and trying to like either get some information out or uh um trying to like you know sneak into places or uh or, or other things um but at the same time too like i it's been good to do like what we've been doing just to get our heads around combat well yeah it's one of those things like i'm the only and Bruce, we're the only two really experienced players. Yeah. And he's running the game, so 
like it, it's not hard for me. Like, yeah, that's why I end up fielding questions from everybody else, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not that it, it's a, it's a good campaign for for new new players, and that's the way Bruce has designed it. He knew he had like yeah three basically new players coming in. One that was rusty. That would be me. And uh, yeah, he made it in in such a way that it'd be easy to pick up. Yeah. But at the same time, once I got he got knocked the rust off. I was like, okay, I already know where these characters are going as far as what, what I'm doing with them. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when, like, Fliss or, or Donna is her name or Karosh, who plays guard, starts asking questions about what they're doing, I'm sitting over here on my computer. By the time the, by the time we log off the call, I've already got my characters leveled up. <laughs> yeah. Cause, just because I know where they're going. But... Looking at the time, we've already been at this for about an hour, so we should probably call it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's been, it's just good to kind of get back into the swing of things uh, and have a catch-up episode. You know, I'm sure we'll uh, you know, get back into Avatar shortly and everything, but uh, yeah, no, it's just nice to kind of just to be able to chat and uh, uh, after a couple weeks away. Yes. And with that being said, if you want to follow us throughout the week, you can always find Greg on Twitter and Instagram. What are your handles again? I don't have them on my head right now. I am uh, on Twitter. I am at the underscore Badger Piper. And on uh, Instagram, I am the Badger Piper. All one word. And you can always find the show on Twitter at Syndicated Pipe. I am also on Twitter, Dr. Alien 201. And you can email us at reverseflashtime at gmail.com. Still nothing. But we've been gone for like nothing. 11 weeks, so right, right. not surprising. Yeah. yeah also, other than that, uh, <laughs> other than that um, car warranty email. Yeah, I know. Stupid email. Um, there is one other thing. Quick announcement before uh, we log out. There is one new place you can follow the show. The show now has its own website. I know I've done this in the past, but this one's going to be easier to work with, I think. It's it's in it's in beta. We'll see. But if you want to check it out, it's syndicatedpipeclub.wordpress.com. You can find the a little blurb about uh, me and Greg there. They're almost identical because I was lazy. <laughs> um, you can find all the show's episodes there. You can listen to them there. There's a little contact sheet at the bottom where I'm hoping it will email somewhere, maybe reverse flash time. I'm not thinking that's the one it's going to go to, though, but it's just a fun little basic website where you can go and you can find everything you need. Very nice. And, you know, that's uh, happy that you have that set up. Thank you for, uh, for doing that. Well, the way the way Anchor set it up with WordPress, it was really easy to do. I had to do barely anything. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, with all that being said, we wish you good smokes, great entertainment, and we will see you next week. Chat with you later.